Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. Hi, I'm Kath Rainbow and I'm the Community Coordinator here at Life Adelaide. Last year, we launched Life Community here in Adelaide with the sole purpose of bringing help and hope to those around us. But we don't want serving people to be what we do. We want it to be who we are. Matthew 9.35 says Jesus went through all the towns and the villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. Compassion by definition literally means to suffer together. Emotion researchers define it as that feeling that arises when you're confronted with another's suffering and feel motivated to relieve that suffering. I believe it's this compassion for the broken that motivates us to be the change that is so desperately needed in this world. Jesus is our perfect model for this. He was about his business, his work, his everyday life, and yet, at the same time, he was concerned with the needs and well-being of others. When was the last time you were moved with compassion for a need that you've seen? Can you recall a time where you were moved and compelled in such a way that you had to act on it? My name's Sumi Cameron. I've been working on the community barbecue in one way, shape or another since it started. Back in the day, it was just a heartfelt um, momentum and it was really just about trying to get something up and running and, and to get food to people that perhaps didn't have enough or didn't have homes. And we've been able to introduce other things into it, which I think is massive as well. We do gift bags for them with personal care items. And we also bring clothes and we're doing a food drive at the moment. So not only does it mean that they get food and provisions, but they do get connection with people. It's more than just that meal for lunch and it gives them someone to talk to if they've got something else going on in their life or something that they're struggling with. Just knowing that there's people that care is huge. They're not all homeless, they're just doing it tough and they're doing it tough for so many different reasons that all of us have a part to help everyone get back up again. Life Community has been established on three important values. The first is that we serve with respect. Here at Life Community, we are committed to serving all people as equals with love and compassion. The way we serve and support our community needs to be done in a way that shows respect and compassion for where a person is at. We want the community to know that all are welcome. Hi, I'm Graham. Currently what I'm involved in is the Community Kitchen Ministry, uh, which is about serving the needs of the community uh, in the local Power Hills area. We can come to church and we can pray for the lost, and we should. We can come to church and we can uh, look after those people that have the courage to walk through our doors. 
But a lot of people aren't going to be coming to the church. This is about the church going to them. What's most exciting is, yes, we're getting those people that are homeless and we're getting the people who um, are seeking the actual food. But only last week we had a lady who came in and she came in, she was well-dressed, she looked like she had it all together. And her story was that she lived across the road in that area and she was lonely and she heard about us and she just wanted to come over and chat. So she ended up sitting and talking for an hour with some of the volunteers that came from the church and that just blew me away. It shows that the community kitchen isn't just, it's not one dimensional. We're actually trying to address several different dimensions of what the community needs at the moment, including loneliness. And for me, that's the example of what community is. Every week there's a different story. Every week it's just, it, it's growing and it's getting people from all walks of life. And I think that's just the amazing thing on it. We not only serve with respect, but we also transform by learning. We are committed to enhancing a person's life through increased skills and training. Supporting our community with food is at the very core of who we are, but it's through training and equipping people that we can truly transform their lives and the lives of those around them. That's why this year we've trained some money mentors and will begin running CAPS courses. Money mentoring will help people in financial distress gain the necessary skills to manage their money and transform their lives. I'm Jace and this is Jess. Hello. Uh, we're married, we've got a couple of businesses, we've been uh, self-employed for 17 years I reckon. The thought uh, about helping other people to um, make better financial choices started when we were probably in our really early 20s and we we had no money uh, making choices and, and not necessarily the right choices. Um, I think before we were 25 we had three houses and I couldn't even afford to register my car. But I remember saying to Jess, um, just imagine if we can make all these mistakes and one day when we've got more time, more money, we can actually help other people to make better choices um, without having to make all the mistakes. CAP really wants people to, like they talk about a lot about flourishing in life and so they want to set up systems or help you understand not just your budget but also how you think about money, which I think is really important because you can change the way that you deal with money but if you don't change the way you think about money, nothing's really going to change because when money is okay, everything else seems okay but when you're under financial pressure, it just feels like everything's horrible. And it can be really shame-filled and scary. You don't know who to talk to. Um, yeah, it's a really vulnerable situation. So we just thought we'd start there and um, yeah, see where we go. One of the things in CAP that I thought was really valuable was when they talk about your financial story or how you think about money, because it's a cycle that plays on in your head that you pass down, but if you can change it, then it's amazing. The, the next generation never has to battle with that in our church community or in the uh, broader community, um, if people can better their financial education uh, as individuals and as families, it builds a better community. We get really excited about teaching people about money because we didn't know, we just had to kind of figure it out. If there's a shortcut, let's take it.
Our third value is that we enable through partnership. We are committed to building strong pathways for people to make a difference. Life Community works with and through organisations to deliver services that meet current needs. It's not always practical for people to come to us, so we must engage in a way that takes the services to our community with initiatives such as the Giving Store and Christmas Box. Hi, I'm Darren. I'm from Community Support Incorporated. Uh, we're here at Life Adelaide to collect Christmas hampers for our clients. We have clients that are vulnerable adults. Um, we offer them community-based and home-based supports. And during this festive season, they're gonna love receiving these hampers. It's gonna bring a big smile to their face. So a big thank you to Life Adelaide. Hi, my name's Gemma Burden. I'm the general manager of the Zara Foundation. And this is the second year we've partnered with Christmas Boxes to deliver some amazing goods and some joy to our clients at Christmas time. We deal with women who have experienced domestic violence, um, who are in the recovery phase and really working on their self-esteem and rebuilding their life after having some horrific abuse. As part of that, we like to hold a Christmas party and at our Christmas party, we're really lucky to be able to partner with you guys to give out these beautiful Christmas boxes, spread that joy and really give them something to look forward to at Christmas time. So thank you so much for having us as part of your program and we hope to see you again next year. In the same way it takes a village to raise a child, it takes a community to help a community. As a church, we are the community that helps our community. Last year, through your giving, your serving and business donations, we had a total community impact of $344,503. We served 1,919 meals, delivered 2,500 Christmas boxes and donated 48 giving store packs to our partner organisations. And it's only the beginning. This year, with your help, we're believing for an even greater impact, especially as the community kitchen grows, we add another location, we run more CAPS courses and launch further food programs with our newly acquired food truck. And while these are all exciting numbers and just the start of our impact, our heart is not about reaching targets or reaching goals, it's about reaching the one. No matter the size, no matter the scale, no matter the expansion, it must always come back to the one. So I ask you today, will you allow your compassion to move you to bring help and hope to our community? Will you play your part? What has God given you to bring to your community that demonstrates serving others isn't just something we do here at Life Community, it's who we are. Let's always remember that by serving the one, it can open the door for them to meet the one. There is someone today waiting for you to commit to expansion so you can help advance God's kingdom and impact their life with the love and reality of Jesus. Come on. Can we thank the team for all they're doing? Can we thank every volunteer? Pastor Kath.
Oh, it's awesome to be with you here today. What a privilege to be here on such an incredible weekend. And, you know, I'm so inspired by everything that is happening over here in Adelaide. And, uh, you know, I just want to um, pass on behalf of Pastor Luke and Missy. They say a big, huge, warm welcome. I didn't realize he was here in a couple of weeks, which is awesome. And I was talking to Pastor Paul this week and Marie, and he said to obviously, as he does, give every single person a hug that I possibly can, because that's just how he's wired. So uh, he misses everyone. And, you know, I just want to encourage as a church, let's continue to pray for our senior pastors and our founding pastors and all of the things that are that going on in their world. You know, uh, it is important that we continue to bathe them in prayer, which is great. But my name's Nick Edwards, and uh, you may tell I don't sound like a Kiwi. Uh, well, hopefully not. If I do, please just, you know, call me out on it because I am a proud Aussie. I was born and raised in Queensland and uh, about eight years ago, my wife and I moved to Auckland and uh, since then we've discovered an amazing life. We have incredible friends and family over there. And uh, But, you know, it is always good to be back here in my mother country. And, uh, you know, a little disappointed the Wallabies didn't get up last night. Or actually, for that matter, Pastor Tony and I watched sport yesterday afternoon. I'm a massive advocate of sport. And we didn't win none of the teams we supported. So, you know, it was a rather um, upsetting day. It's probably the best way I can put it. But... Uh, yeah, it is great to be here with you. Um, I've been married for 10 years, which is great. And uh, my wife and I recently had our first child uh, about 18 months ago. And uh, it's been cool. Uh, I love when you were sharing this morning, Pastor Tony, about the change in your life when that happens. Yeah, game changer. That's all I can say. You know, I used to look really young, but I've aged a lot in the last 18 months. But, you know, it is great to be in the room with you or whether you are joining us online. It's incredibly awesome to be here for an amazing weekend or a couple weekends as you talk about expansion, formerly legacy, but where you're going and all the things that God wants to do right here in and through Life Adelaide. I am really excited about what's going on. But really today, I just want to take a few moments and share with you about my heart for community. Did you know that you are part of everything that life community does? Yes, there is an outworking and there is an expression of it here in Adelaide. But today I want to encourage you about the journey that we've been on as the wider life community group. It's not just in Auckland. It's not just in New Zealand. It's in Melbourne. It's here in Adelaide. And collectively, when we step out and do everything that God asks of us, it is amazing what he's done. So over the next few minutes, I'd love to just share with you if I can, my heart for what God, I believe, is asking of us. And second to that, encourage you that as you continue to build and walk step by step into everything that God's asking for you when it comes to serving our community, he is going to open door after door. And because of that, I love what Pastor Kath said, point people back to Jesus, which is what it's all about. So let's just pray and we'll get into it. Father, we just thank you this morning for such an incredible opportunity that we have to, to talk about expansion. It's not about numbers. It's not about growth in itself, but it's about reaching people for your kingdom. And so today, I just pray that every person that's here in this auditorium, that you would continue to open their hearts, that you would attune them to what your Holy Spirit would say. Father, I just pray that you would help me this morning, that you would speak through me, that it would be your words and not mine, Father, but your heart would come through as clear as anything. In Jesus' name, we pray this. And everyone said, amen. amen. 
have you ever, ever had a moment where you stood back and you thought, I will never forget this? Anyone had one of those moments? Just me. They can be really amazing and incredible moments. They can be incredibly sad and um, dis- di- distressing moments. There are lots of things that can happen, but I'll never forget a bunch of things that have happened throughout my life. And I've had a bunch of them, and I'd like to share a couple with you. I'll never forget. In 2011, it was a Sunday afternoon and we finished church and I took my girlfriend at the time and we went to one of our favorite places for lunch and I'll never forget the nervousness knowing that in my pocket was a ring that would signify the end of my life as I knew it. It's a true story. I was sharing a little bit about it with Pastor Tony and Kath last night. And we got to this place and it was normally quite chilled on a Sunday afternoon. It was by the river in Brisbane and, and we just loved going there. And we, and we hadn't really talked about getting married in terms of it wasn't a plan. You know, like sometimes these days, you know, no disrespect to anyone who has it all mapped out. We didn't have it figured out. Shaz and I did not have it figured out. And I remember being there and getting down on one knee. But the place on this particular Sunday was packed with people. And we were tucked in this little corner. And I was like, this is not how I pictured it in my head. But you know what? I'm committed now, so I'm all in. And I, I popped off the little stool that I was sitting on. And I, and I asked her, would you marry me? And do you know what she did? She burst out laughing in my face. Like literally, like just started laughing. And I'm sitting there going, just poured my heart out. I'm I'm all in, you know, like, and I remember saying to her, is there a yes? Like, are are, are you serious? Is there a yes here? Oh, yes, of course. Yes. You know, and and the rest was history. I mean, following that, I took us straight to watch the World Cup rugby. It was a semi-final, and I, you know, like... So, you know, we went via some friend's house. We stopped there. Our friends celebrated with her while my mate and I watched the football, which was good. But, you know, you know thankfully, she's stuck with me for as long as she has. You know, the other moment that I'll never, ever forget was August 2014. And, you know, I'd felt a few months earlier that God was uh, asking us to move and asking us to, to take on a new season. And out of the blue came an opportunity. And, and I'll never forget where we, I hop off the plane in Auckland, New Zealand by myself. It took Shaz another few months to come. She wasn't quite ready just yet. But, you know, with her blessing, I took off and I'd had a job and I'd been headhunting. It was incredible. But I remember getting off the plane in Auckland, New Zealand. It's 1 a.m. in the morning. I've left the beautiful sunshine and warmth of Queensland. I hop off the plane. I've got my three bags and I'm walking out and it's about four degrees and pouring rain. And all I could think of at that moment was, God, I really hope I heard from you. I will never forget that moment. Last January 2021, fast forward a few years, and I'll never forget the moment where for the very first time I held my baby girl in my arms and I looked at her and my whole world completely changed. I will never, ever forget those moments. But, you know, in the last few years since I've been part of life and life community and had the privilege of leading it since late 2019, I was preparing for this weekend and God once again dropped in my heart some I'll never forget moments about what he's done in my life over the last few years. It was 2018 and and I was part of the wider community team at the time and I'd never been to one of our community kitchens. 
And I'll never forget, it was our Christmas function. And so we would throw a massive party at one of our locations in South Auckland. And and I remember rolling in thinking, you know, normally about 150 people would show up. I remember walking into this massive gym in a community center and the place was just buzzing with people. Hundreds upon hundreds of people from the local community were there. The the noise was so loud. The music was playing. There was a live band. But what I loved as I watched as the community filled with joy were just connecting over a meal. I will never forget that moment and the impact it had on me. 2019, I was sitting at a cafe with one of our uh, managers who heads up one of the areas of Life Community called Life Homes. It's an area where we provide 24-7 care for intellectually disabled adults. And we're sitting across a cafe as Julia and I had done many, many times before. But she began to share with me this vision that she had in her heart. And she said, Nick, you know what? Our homes are great. The residential um, areas that we are in are amazing. But wouldn't it be um, more incredible if we could own our own lifestyle block? Imagine if we had gardens and we had fruit trees and we had all of these incredible things that we could bring residents in. That not wouldn't just be a place that we would care for them, but it would be a home where they would be valued. It would be a home where they would feel like an incredible sense of purpose. And out of that, we could do incredible things in their life. I'll never, ever forget that moment. And in 2021, oh sorry, 2022, earlier this year, as we signed the paperwork on the purchase of that property, I was taken back to that moment. The dream that Julia had, the dream that captured the rest of the community team and the board of life, and we stepped into a new exciting season. But I'll never forget, as she shared with me that particular moment. Or late 2020, I'll never forget, where I saw an email come through my inbox And yeah, just sat there and I read it for a moment as it began to talk about our school children. It began to talk about kids who came to school and had no food and this program that the government was launching and we had an opportunity to be part of it. I'll never forget my heart leaping as I thought, wow, we can be part of the solution that feeds young people on a day-to-day basis. And I'll never forget God began to open doors and what he was able to do. You see, it's interesting. The Bible says in Matthew 20, 25 to 28, it says, But Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must first be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to serve, not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. You know, I'm really taken back by the fact that Jesus himself modeled a life where we were called to be different. You know, Jesus came to save the world. He was sent here on purpose and a mission. But I am constantly encouraged. I'm constantly challenged by the fact that amongst all that Jesus was here to do, he knew that it had to be different. He knew that he had to continue to be different in the way he operated. And different he was. We read time and time again, as Pastor Cass shared, that he was moved with compassion. 
He didn't just feel sorry. He didn't just feel empathy. He didn't just sit back and say, oh, wow, there's nothing I can do. But no, he was moved in a way that he took action. He healed. He fed. He shared. He encouraged. He protected. But more importantly, he served. And you know, today, as we think about all the things that God wants to do, as we talk about expansion and we talk about the way that we want to step forward and all that we can do, not just through community, but all the aspects and focuses here at life, can I encourage you that God is calling us to do it differently? Yes, we can provide a meal, but you know what? More than that, we can provide a safe place for our community to connect. We can provide a pack, but more than that, we can provide an open doorway for people to be drawn in. Our compassion, church, requires action. You know, it's not just about feeling sorry. It's not just about taking on the suffering of others, but compassion compels us to ask this one question. How can we help? What can we do? What can we do? Compassion doesn't just look at need and say it's somebody else's problem. Compassion says, how can I help? Compassion says to need, what can I do? Compassion says to the need that we see around us, it is my responsibility, just as it was in Jesus' time, to step up and say, what part can we play? I love what it says in James 2. It says, what good is it? Dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions, can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or no clothing and you say, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm, eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? I love that Life Community is born out of a vision and a mission to bring help and hope to others. But more than that, the way in which we do that, whether it's through meeting immediate need, whether it's through education, whether it's through partnership, we are all about trying to reverse the cycle of poverty for people. And church, we all have a part to play. One of our volunteers at our, one of our community kitchens who's been serving for many, many years, he said to me the other day, he said, you know what? It's about engaging the community, Nick. It's not just about feeding them. It's not about just providing a meal. It's about engaging with the community. And I love that out of an example of that, we have so many people from our community who are not yet in church, who do not yet have a relationship with Jesus, stepping up and saying, I can see what you're doing there. Can I be part of it? Wow, I can see the need in my community. Can I play my part? And today, as we talk about expansion, as we talk about moving forward, church, can I encourage you that your part to play is just as important as anybody else? It's not something that we leave for someone else. It's something that each one of us has a role to play. When I, talk, when I think about community kitchens, we now have 10 locations right across two countries. We served over 80,000 meals last year. And here in Adelaide, you are just getting started. I love to think that because of what you've started, what God wants to open his door, open the door to step into, more locations can come as a result of our expansion. When I think about Christmas box, you're not just looking at two and a half thousand boxes here in Adelaide Church. You're looking at 40,000 boxes that go right across New Zealand, extend into Melbourne and its suburbs, right over here in Adelaide and up into the Cook Islands. You 
a part of that. But together, we can do more. I love that the giving store was born out of desperation. It was an idea that came to our team because during the lockdowns in New Zealand, we were just tired. Our hands were tired and we were frustrated. We were so um, disappointed that we couldn't step out. We were faced with what we were able to do, but we wanted to do so much more. And a God idea launches and the team rally behind it and the giving store is born. And I hear about the 48 packs that you've been able to contribute to your community here in Adelaide. But can I encourage you, are part of a wider life community that was able to give out over 1,500 packs during lockdown in 2021. Church, how many more people can be touched as we continue to expand? But more than that, we want to educate people. We want to transform and empower lives through education. I get so excited about the team that you have here in Adelaide that are passionate about money matters, are passionate about educating people to break off the cycle of poverty. I love what Jessie said when she says, Jess said, sorry, she says, you know what? If we've done it and made mistakes, why can't there be a shortcut for someone else? Why can generations be broken to move forward? It's about taking people on a journey. It's about starting with what we've got and stepping forward step by step by step. I just want to share this story real briefly. We had a lady. She was, we run a bunch of contracts over in New Zealand as part of our employment and education group. And one of them is to work with Pacifica individuals and help them out of where they are and put them on a pathway towards what their life can look like. And we had this lady, her name was Cindy, and she was one of our clients that came in as part of this contract. And we began to work with her, and over a matter of time, she was able to get her license. She was able to do some courses and step up. But last year, we were able to employ her as now the housing coordinator within the same contract. Church, don't take for granted the one step that one moment where you reach out to someone's life where they have immediate need, if we wrap around them, if we create a journey, it's not, it's not what you step out into in the moment. It's about what we create and the door that opens for God to continue to work through them. I love what Pastor Kath said, and I am a huge advocate. It's not what we do. What we do is so important. We hear about all the amazing things that we are all part of here at Life across the focus of community. But can I encourage you? It's got to be more than what we do. If it's just what we do, it's just a number on a page. If it's just what we do, it's just a meal that we're serving. It has to be who we are. And why is that important? It's because if it's out of who we are, we truly channel who Jesus was to make a difference. But can I ask you this morning? As we come to a moment of contemplation around what expansion looks like, can we change the language for just a moment? And instead of talking about we, can we talk about I? It's not what I do, but it's who I am. I am part of the team. I am here to play my part. And when God speaks to me and collectively we come together, it is amazing to see what God can do. You know, there's no question that it's tough out there. There's no question that it is tough for families, it's tough for people. But can I encourage you, as we each play our part, step by step, brick by brick, meal by meal, we too can truly transform lives. Now let's go back to the start, Matthew 20, 20, when he says, but among you, 
it will be different. You see, the thing that I've discovered over my time with community and the journey that I've been on is that the need never ends. Just when you think you've got to the next step and it's all good, there's more need. I love what Jesus says, the poor will always be with you. And he wasn't joking. He was absolutely true in what he said. The poor will always be there. But that statement shouldn't overwhelm us, church. That statement should encourage us. That statement should empower us in order to step into all that God is asking of us. But what could your I'll never forget moment look like? Could it be this morning as you step out in faith? Could it be stepping up to the plate, putting your hand up and saying, I'm ready to be part of the team and watch what God does? For me, I recently had another I'll never forget moment. After our community Sunday a a few months ago, we did a bunch of serve days right across our community. And we decided that one of the ministries that we have at Life in Auckland is Refresh, which is a single parent ministry. And we decided to do some backyard makeovers and, and it was quite simple. It was nothing huge and nothing, um, you know, too over the top, but we wanted to activate people. And I spent the day and I was going around to the different locations and I ended up and finished at the single mum's house. She's a single mum of three kids and, and her house was, you know, it was run down. She was renting. The backyard was just overgrown. It was just covered in a whole bunch of stuff. And as she stood there, I introduced myself and I was chatting to her and just saying, you know, thank you so much for the privilege it was to be able to come and serve her today. She just wells up in tears. She says, Nick, you have no idea. I was so overwhelmed. I just didn't know where to start. I just didn't know where to start. And as I stood there and I said to her, that's that's totally okay. You've got a lot going on. You're working, you're, you're balancing family, you're trying to do all these things. It was like God just stepped upon my spirit and he said, this is a moment you'll never forget. And from there, can I encourage you that there is so much you can do. It's not just about the big programs. It's not just about the big courses. It's not about the kitchen locations. It's not even about the numbers. It's about the one. One by one, individual by individual. Program by program, course by course, meal by meal, box by box. Collectively, we can expand. It's about taking what we have, placing it before God to not just meet our current need, but with God, enable us to do so much more. Expansion. It's not about the leaps and the bounds. It's about the step by step by step, person by person, saying it's not what I do, it's who I am. Let's pray. Father, this morning, I just thank you that you set such an amazing example through Jesus, that he said that it had to be different. The way we serve, the way we step forward, the way we step out, it must be different. And the difference comes from the love that you have shown us that we can bring into our community, that we can bring into our neighborhood, that we are the church and we are the community. 
So God, today, I just pray right now that you would continue to be with us, that you would continue to to help us to understand all that you have for us. And so right now in this moment, I just pray that you would speak to every heart, that collectively we would understand that it's not just what we do, but it's who we are. Life community across all of the countries, across all of the regions, across all of the programs, it's who we are because it's who you were. Stepping out, moved with compassion to bring action. You know, with every eye closed and every head bowed, I just want to take one more moment to share with you a a I'll never forget moment in my life. I grew up in church and pretty much under the front seats. But it wasn't until I was in high school that I actually had a true moment where God intervened in my life. I didn't need help. I just needed hope. I didn't need to be fixed. I just needed to understand that my relationship with Jesus was more than just Bible verses and Sunday school and sitting in church. It was about connecting with the one who wanted relationship with me. And you see, hope is at the very center of how we bring help to our community. You see, the hope of Jesus is all that we need. He's the great restorer. He's the greatest healer. He's the greatest listener. He's the greatest savior. He is the greatest source of hope. And we talk about bringing help and hope, but today I want to ask you, do you need hope? You might not need help. You might be sitting there and saying, Nick, I've, you know, my life's all right. I'm all good. Or maybe you're sitting there today and your life is completely broken. It doesn't matter which way you look at it. God wants to bring hope into your life today. And so in this moment of privacy, I would love to just invite any person that would love to reconnect with Jesus. I would love you to have a moment today that you'll never forget to make the greatest decision, to make the greatest connection, to pray the simplest prayer, yet the most transforming prayer of your life, if that's you this morning. I just want to take a moment, if you want to shoot your hand up, not to embarrass you, every, every eye is closed, but I would love to be able to pray with you. That God would intervene, that He would connect with you online or in the auditorium. Today, do you need a fresh relationship with Jesus? So as that's you, just pop your hand up long enough and high enough. Thank you for that. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. Jesus wants a relationship with you. Thank you. I see that hand over there this morning. Is there anyone else? Discover the hope of the one who loves you. It's not about religion. It's not about church. It's about a relationship with the one. The church will just pray this prayer. You can repeat it after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for coming into my life. Today I ask for forgiveness and I give my life to you. I pray that my my past would be forgiven and I can look towards a future with you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving me. And thank you for giving me a fresh start. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church. Can we thank every person for that this morning?
And while we're thanking Jesus for all that he's done, can we just put our hands together for Pastor Nick? That was a great word. Thanks, mate. So moving, inspiring, thoughtful, caring, and kind, and just really well articulated. Really, really love your heart, mate. Um, for those of you in the room today who, who raised their hand just a moment ago, uh, wanting hope, wanting to be reconnected back to Jesus, we'd love to help you take your next step. Maybe you're watching online and you're saying, yes, I want to be reconnected back to Jesus. Or maybe you've just responded to Jesus for the very first time. We'd love to give you a gift to commemorate and celebrate this moment because this is a, this is a game-changing decision. There's lots of decisions we get to make in life, but this is a game-changing one. And we'd love to celebrate it by giving you this gift of the Bible. It contains God's Word, His will, and His ways. And if you're watching online and you'd like a copy of this, please just click the I Said Yes link in there in the comment section. And if you're in the room, please, straight after the service, make yourself known, whether it's in the welcome lounge or go to the information desk, and we'll make sure we'll get you a Bible today. Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together one more time for those responding. I think with my recap, the video, which you did a brilliant job, you really did. Can we just put our hands together for Pastor Kath for all she's doing in making community here in Adelaide land? Thank you. And then with what uh, Pastor Nick also mentioned, all I really want to add to that is, again, just a reminder that Expansion 20. 22 is all about increasing our community impact and saving for our future. What does that mean? Saving for our future includes property. It includes finances, finances, facilities. It includes equipment. It includes renovation. Basically, anything that keeps us moving forward for expansion to happen. That's at the heart of expansion. Expansion is about seeding tomorrow today and today is that day today is the day we get an opportunity to respond I think we've been very clear we're not here to guilt you into anything we're not here to make you feel obligated I'm trusting through all that's been shared that you would be moved and moved to action we realize what people are able to give and what people are able to do will be many and varied. And all I want to say is don't let your little put you off giving. Don't let your little stop you doing something. It all adds up and it all means a lot to us. And it means a lot to God. And so in just a moment, we're going to worship together. We're going to sing that song, I Speak Jesus. You know, the language of Jesus is generosity. The language of Jesus is giving. God so loved the world, He gave. Jesus so loved the world, He came. He didn't have to, but He did. The language of Jesus is giving, helping. It's about generosity. And so we're going to have an opportunity to give in just a moment as we sing. And as we do, I'm going to ask you to come to the front and place your pledge cards, once filled out, into the baskets. If you haven't already filled out your pledge card, then use this moment just to fill it out and place it in the baskets. This amount of money is for a nine-month period. And so again, we've been asking you to think about and pray about what it is you can give for this nine-month period of time. Obviously, the more money that comes in simply means 
the more we can do. I think about the early church, and I've said this many times before, Acts chapter 4, when all the people gave all they had with all of their heart, guess what? All their needs were met. And so the more that comes in, the more we can do, the more needs that can be met. But if you break down just a a simple target of $300,000 and you break it down to 200 giving units, now remember, a unit is basically a person, a married couple, or a family. In our home right now, we have two units. We have a married unit and we have a 16-year-old daughter who is also a unit. She actually is a unit and uh, we love her. And we've been asking her to think about and pray about what it is that she can give. And behind me is a chart of when you break it down, over 200 units. And again, this is a church with far more than just 200 units. But if some units could decide just to give $10 a week, it soon adds up. When you look at behind me, all those numbers, it soon adds up to a number that is more than achievable. Some of you may be able to put $5 in. That's one coffee a week. Just, just for, for going, one coffee, we get to bless people every week in our community. You've you got you to see the faces. You've got to see the gratitude. You've got to see the appreciation. You've got to see the confusion. What do, you, what do you mean you're doing this for nothing? You, it's, just, it's just a wonderful space to be in. And we get to be part of that by foregoing something in us. Right now, there are people waiting for Thursday night to come so that we can get to eat. And here we are, thinking about, reflecting and praying about how we can give to make that their reality. Are you with me? The only other thing I really want to say is when you're praying about what it is you can give, if you are a regular giver through tithes in this church, can I just ask you, please, not to let your tithing suffer. Not let your tithing go down as a result of being able to give to legacy. We don't want a Rob Peter to pay Paul mentality. We need you giving over and above if you're going to participate in Legacy 2022. Amen. And so if you could just do something right now, can we just grab those pledge cards in our hand? I'm going to ask Pastor Kat just to pray over them right now. That'd be awesome. I also just want to say to I love Nick's thought on that, our collectiveness. We're part of 40,000 Christmas boxes across Australasia, but it wouldn't be without the 2,500 that we do here in Adelaide which means our giving, we have a collective impact. But as he said, it's because we've turned we into me. What can I do in this moment that is my individual amount added together has a corporate and a collective impact? So while we think on that, why don't you hold your pledge card? I'd love to pray. Father, I thank you for the generosity of those who are in this room and watching online. And we pray right now that we would be people of action that we would allow our compassion to move us to make adjustment in our finances, that we could make a sacrifice to bring to you, that you could take our part. And as you take our part, you would multiply and it would have a collective impact into this community and beyond. Take every pledge and won't you, Holy Spirit, multiply that which comes in today so that we can meet the ones and hopefully Jesus introduced them to you 
the one. And we ask all these things in your wonderful name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you're encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life and we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at our Adelaide campus. If you'd like to know more about Life, then visit our website at lifeadelaide.org or download the Life Adelaide app and stay connected.